Welcome, glad to have you with us. Coming up, an interesting home invasion attempt in a suburb of Seattle. Uh, I'm particularly uh, interested in finding out what Scott Van Kirk, as uh, former law enforcement, thinks about the story. I'll uh, share it with you shortly. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Larry Wayland is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And he has brought into the studio several firearms, a couple of which uh, Scott is uh, <laughs> drooling over. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with a couple of, well, the SIG. Let's uh, let's start with the... Uh, yeah, brought a pair of SIG Sours in. Uh, brought in the uh, SIG P238, which is a 380 aluminum frame, um, small size uh, defensive handgun, um, Reminiscent of the 1911, hammer-driven, single action. Like a little, like, Colt mustang -y. Yeah, Colt yeah. mustang -y, yeah. And and we brought in its 9mm brother, the P938, um, which is the 9mm, just slightly upsized version of the same gun. We've got a, uh, this is a great combination. Uh, you know, one could be a, a lightweight summer pocket gun, and then maybe a little heavier uh um, you or know, def nine millimeter defensive, you know, um, um, you know, concealed carry gun, or just yeah. negate the need for extra magazines. I carry one gun, and carry, then I, and then another gun, and then I go to another gun. Two guns, two yeah. Guns. The New York Reloaded, yeah, extra, all that. extra magazines. No, no, <laughs> extra guns. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Larry, these... do you want to take a moment to thank Scott for not disassembling it? Uh, well, he hasn't got it apart yet, but that's okay. Um, you know. Six Hour has introduced their P365 series, which is an uber capacity polymer frame striker-driven uh, striker concealed carry gun, and and it's a great great option. But these aluminum frame guns, even though they're single column magazines, uh, lower lower capacity, they're a great defensive tool. They're easy to operate, having a little more weight. They're a little little more fun to shoot than some of the lightweight polymer guns. Super cute and fun. They are, and <laughs> it's just just a great range toy. Um, you know, I always talk about stuff in the in the defensive world but man guns are just fun and it's good to have a variety to shoot and i i just brought these in because they're good good little guns these are both used uh but all of our used guns at modern arms do come with our absolute no fault warranty we stand behind them because you can't stand in front of them if we ever sell you a, a, a used gun that's not operating correctly bring it back to us we will buy it back at the price you paid or pay to get it fixed for you it's it's a no no fault thing these are these are uh um, one of the terms used for these is a pocket rocket. Yeah, and I these are I love these. These are super super cool. They're cute as hell, fun as hell, and um, great little pocket carry guns uh, with the appropriate holster. Yeah, um, we don't just drop guns in our pockets. And um, yeah, and I also like my idea where I just carry both of them because I've got two pockets <laughs> and two hands. <laughs> exactly. So. Well you you insist on that holster? Well, you don't. You don't like picking the lint out of the gun. Well, uh, it's the lint isn't. You're going to get lint even with a holster. My issue is the safety factor with yep. it. You've got to yeah. have that trigger protected. And these being single action um, pocket rockets, the they have manual safeties. I would carry these in a configuration, and you got to be comfortable doing it. I would carry these in a configuration. Uh, cocked and locked, condition one. Both of these safeties are very positive. Yeah, I yeah. Like nice, nice, heavy they, detent on this, each of them. Yeah, it, this it, is, you're going to feel it when it turns ser off. Serious German engineering. And, I got um, a, uh, I got a great uh, uh, pocket holster from Larry. I got a Caltech, uh, and it, it's just it's perfect because it's got this protrusion, so that when you reach in to pull a firearm out, the holster stays in my pocket. Um, really neat. It's really awkward when you present the whole gun, holster, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on just a second. It happens. There's a, there's a technique where you just knock that off. Yeah, it's you fine. just yeah, yeah. strip that off. <laughs> yeah. it, hey, 
if you ever do pocket carry training, practice at, that at a serious level. Yeah, you have to practice you have that. To practice that. Yeah. You'll be amazed. There will be a time when the holster comes out of your pocket with more it. times than you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would be totally comfortable with carrying one or both of these. Uh, if you've got questions, uh, give us a call eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the P three sixty five. I'm sorry, uh, P P two thirty eight and P uh, nine thirty eight. Right. Right. Both from Sig Sauer. Looks like I've got that wrong on the website. I listed them both as, uh, yeah. I'll have to amend the website to make a correction well, on that. The, uh, you, you, you've got the sign right Yeah, P938 so. and a P238. Uh, uh, I'm not saying I have to have one of these, but I kind of like this <laughs> 938. There's a pocket nine. Pocket nine. Yeah. What do you got? I got a pocket nine. Hard it, to go wrong with that. Hard to go wrong with a pocket nine. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on uh, because uh, this one has really, uh, this... This next one, this uh, Coonan 357. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. This is a gun you don't see that often. This is not a pocket so, rocket. This is, <laughs> no. this, is a, this is a huge stainless steel 1911 chambered in 357 Magnum. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was a design. Uh, my guy uh, up north, uh, Coonan, designed this. And um, the, uh, the original ones, there were only 1,200 of them made, the, the Model A's. This is a Model B. There were more of those built, but it's out of production. It's no longer being built. Um, which is, which somebody needs to pick up this mantle oh, yeah. and start making these yeah, again. Yeah, this thing is, it's cool. Um, it is, what is that, a uh, five and a half inch barrel? Oh, yeah. Um, full all length dust cover, all stainless steel. It is it's high a, polished on the sides and matte on the top. Giant ejection port because it's three fifty seven magnum. Huge, <laughs> huge piece of brass has to come out of there, um, and you know our three fifty seven magnums is a is a fantastic round out of a revolver. When you don't have a cylinder gap, you get almost two hundred feet per second boost in velocity, and so your foot pounds of energy just goes off the charts. This thing is a hog killing machine. I don't need. I don't need this, but I really want it. <laughs> 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 you know, it's less than thirteen hundred bucks. Oh, it's uh, got so a beautiful it, trigger. Yeah, it sells at uh, it sells at twelve seventy five. Uh, it's the only one I have. I can't get more. I haven't. It's the first one of these we've had through the store I was since ask we've you been when around. The last time you see yeah, one, uh, <laughs> it's just one we don't see that often. Um, but, I've I've never seen one in person. Yeah, yeah. They're Man, super that is cool. Odd. Yeah, this is the the Coonan three fifty seven Magnum nineteen eleven Model B. And um, it is With those a, wood grips. Oh, uh, it beautiful. just looks fabulous. Someone yeah. needs to bring this back. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a place where I can buy this in new production too. Yeah, oh. that would be cool. Can we just talk I, about this? The rest and for of the a time, year? they did a they did a compact version too, oh. so had like a four inch short grip <laughs> as a as a carry gun. Oh my oh, gosh! <laughs> Still eight rounds of three fifty seven. Still Magnum. not gonna fit in your pocket. <laughs> There's a lot of good holsters out there, man. <laughs> I am really, I got to tell you, I'm really tempted. I, I think this is a fabulous price for a, an incredible firearm. Yeah. This thing is so cool. But it's do great. I really want to have to buy a ton of ammunition for another? I have got a yeah. healthy amount of 357 Magnum See? at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should, even if you don't have a gun. <laughs> well, I got, I've got all the ammunition for the firearms that I, I generally shoot, in, including the 45 ACP, but. I don't have any 357, so I'd have to go out and buy a boatload yeah. of 357 ammo. I've been in this. I've been in the reverse situation when we moved out to our house in the country. <laughs> I found a couple 
ammo cans full of ammunition, and I didn't have a gun that it fit. Nice. Oh, now yeah. you've yeah. got to. And yeah. I was like, I got to go out and buy a gun that this ammo fits. There's yeah. an easy <laughs> fix for problems like that. Yeah. <laughs> easy wow. fix. I'm not kidding you, folks. If if, if you go to the uh, to Gary on Guns on Facebook, there's a picture of this firearm hanging on the wall. This uh, Kunin 357. It's so cool, and it is absolutely fat. And I think I think Larry did this uh, it, it, just because he knows when, how much I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could carry this with my Kimber K6 S 357 oh, Magnum yeah. snub nose revolver. Nice. Uh, that I also bought from you. Thank that's you. what you do At to me. You know, I, think, <laughs> I think he's trying to bankrupt both of us, Scott. Oh, this thing is so cool. You oh, if you don't buy it, I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Larry. Oh, just, can we get you guys bidding against I each other? I can't believe Larry oh, just yeah, hasn't yeah. taken it. No, home. I don't want the I don't want the Scott Van Kirk discount. No, we'll get you guys bidding against each What's other. The, well, well, the price drive the price on up. So the price you've got on it is twelve seventy five. So yeah. I'm guessing if me and Gary are going to bid on it, it starting bid is at thirteen fifty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can just get uh, one of you to commit. That's all I need. Somebody, <laughs> I somebody think you have to have a license to auctioneer, don't you, Gary? <laughs> yes, in in some states you have to. <laughs> <laughs> you literally, he, Brian. You need producer, a license to auction. Yes, yeah, in oh, yeah. several states, you have to get a license in order to be an auctioneer. Interesting. You never know that hammer me, you know, the wooden gavel that might fly yeah. off the end of the handle and, and knock somebody out Probably cold. Specialized I, training they get yeah. you, get, put you through for that. Oh, yeah. There are auctioneer schools. There's yeah. a really good one up in, like, the, one of the Dakotas, I think. You want to go to auction, auctioneer school with me, Larry? That sounds like a fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah, probably no. couldn't teach me that quick. No, I'd, ra I'd rather I'd rather get a vasectomy with a chainsaw than <laughs> the weekend doing that. All right, listen, uh, we're not done. Oh, nay, nay, Perlene. He's got a couple of more here that we're going to chat about, and we'll do that next on Gary and Gun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Scott Van Kirk, glad to have him with us as well, and Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. You're glad and, to have me, too, I know. Uh, you just didn't say you were glad to have me, so I'm, I know you're glad to have me. I, I, I would not. I, I would not want to have you. <laughs> I just thank I want God. You, I, want you to know, I want you to know that that's never going to happen. Uh, but show and tell uh, continues because uh, you brought in a, a, an M and P five point seven. I've yeah. got one of these. So, so I, I did I this it. because I know you guys both already have these, and this one is um, just a. It's a great gun. It really 22, 22 round magazine capacity. Beautiful Smith and Wesson M&P trigger pull. Optics ready. Threaded barrel. Uh, the version we have here, thumb safety or no? No. No thumb safety. The Which right is, version, exactly. in, in my opinion. Uh, but they offer this model both ways, both with and without a mechanical thumb safety. Um, just this is this is the. Uh, I, I was I, I was I was a rep for FN. I was I was I worked for him for a long time. I carry an FN five seven. I really love my Smith and Wesson five seven better than my FN five seven. Same. Yeah. That trigger pull is fabulous. Uh, it's just a great firearm. It's got a threaded barrel, so you're yeah. And the value proposition on this, you know, with the threaded barrel, optics ready, and we hit the retail price at six hundred and forty nine bucks. Right. So as a as a brand new gun, yeah. it's it's a lot better value proposition than the FN ever yeah, was. I remember what my They're FN, almost twice yeah. that money. Yeah. And um and, when you and can finally find it, and finally now they offer an optics ready version. This was optics ready and threaded barrel right out of the chute. So it's it's a great value. It's US made. It's 
It's a good gun. And the, the trigger consistency on these, I mean, everyone, so this is the fourth or fifth example mm-hmm. that I've, I've, I've got my own, um, seen them in some shops. You've brought in a few over the, over the time that they've been out. Yep. Every one of these triggers, exactly the same. Yeah. It's, it's a really good gun. Smith, <laughs> Smith perfected the 5.7, uh, I think. This is what 5.7 is supposed to be. Yeah. Sorry, Ruger. Sorry, yeah. FN. Yeah, they both, both, <laughs> both good, good, valuable guns, but I, I, this yeah. is the one that's the right for me. Wait a minute. So all three of us yeah. agree on, <laughs> on, on this one, yeah. Oh, this thing's crazy With good. the Brian, call Ripley and let him know what's just happened. Well, I'd like to think it's just the two of you agreeing with me, which might be the first time in history that both of you have been, <laughs> both of you have been right at the same time. <laughs> well, see, wrong again, which is why this is so rare. Uh, but, wow, man, that is a fabulous firearm. And uh, how many of those you got in stock? Is um, we've got that one, I think, uh, back stock of it. Uh, but they're, they're flowing well. Yeah. If, if, for some reason, we're running low on them, they're less than five days away, we can do those as special and orders it, and help people out real well. And I've noticed that Smith has really stepped up their game in that regard. Yeah. They don't, they don't in the last couple of years, it doesn't seem they announce a gun that they're not ready to ship. Yeah. Yeah. And how about the availability? Uh, availability. They pay me because of I my enunciate so clearly. <laughs> you, should get, uh, you should get a job in the talking industry. Yeah. No. 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 no, no, no the no, ammo no. is available, and we have it in yeah. stock. Yes. Uh, I've, I've got tons of it, uh, so it's out there. It's okay. great. Uh, now, once again, uh, because Scott Van Kirk is in the studio with us, Larry brought in. A revolver. That I've, yes. been cl- I've been cleaning on yeah. for about the last half hour. <laughs> yeah, He's going to be able to take this back to the shop and raise the price. That's right. Now it's, now it's really beautiful and clean. Uh, yeah, so I brought this in just for Scott. This is the Smith & Wesson Model 60 No-Dash. So this is the er- earlier version, uh, the earliest version of the Model 60. The Chief, Chief Special. All stainless steel, yeah. uh, five-shot J-frame revolver, um, hammer-driven, and this is the early Smith where the firing pin is mounted on the hammer. Right. And um, just a beautiful little square butt uh, uh, J-frame. Even the stocks are nice. Huh? Yeah, beautiful wood, beautiful wood grips, yeah. and um, really I, just nice stainless gun. Uh, you know, it. it what, what, what do you say? It's a. It's a. It's a chief special mm-hmm. um, in stainless. It, it's well, gorgeous, and, and it's from an era where. Smith's manufacturing process in revolvers top was, notch. was much more consistent and top notch. Yes. This is when they were, you know, where it was Colt or Smith or it was nothing. Yes. And this thing is in beautiful shape. And I've been, when I say cleaning, I've just been kind of wiping it down since since Larry. Well, got, actually, you've just yeah. been cleaning the drool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that too. Yeah. And um, it has got, uh, you know, obviously I don't have any gauges or anything like that. I'm just visually looking at it, but it has just a tight, tight, um, cylinder to to uh, forcing cone. Yeah. It's great. Its lockup is amazing. I've gone through it several times. It's really got a nice trigger on it. Yeah. And um, yeah, Larry, a good just, clean used gun. We've yeah. got it priced on the shelf at uh, five eighty five. Right. Solid value. Right. So and, I could uh, probably get yeah. it for about seven. Oh well, you know we, yeah. we'll go up to match the competition. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a beautiful specimen. It is, and you don't see these like you once did. And certainly, like like I wish you did, still did. This is this is really nice. Well, you can fill out the adoption paper, Scott. Yeah. I know, but I mean, come on, what am come I going to do? I, come on, we got to leave some of this stuff for the customers, guys. Come buy on. buy a J frame. <laughs> 
I think he just comes on the show to seduce us into buying his stuff. I, you know, well, there, there's a lot of people with great taste like you guys out there that are listening. So, yeah. you know. I I don't like to think about how many guns I've bought from Larry in the last two years that were the direct result of them being on this show. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to move on uh, because there is this... Uh, home invasion thing that happened uh, in a suburb of, of Seattle. About 2 o'clock in the morning, three guys come up to the door and they yell, police, uh, and they start trying to break the door down. A uh, couple of thoughts occur to me, and I, I want to run this past uh, Scott uh, because he's been in law enforcement, but usually when I see a story like this, uh, it seems that it's usually because uh, they were drug dealers or... Um, there was some illegal connection between the people trying to right, right. break into the do the home invasion thing. Um, in, in this case, I don't think so. I think this was uh, it, 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 uh, part of a pattern. Three other houses uh, were hit in the neighborhood uh, the same way. But what terrifies me is they yelled police, and most people would probably... Uh, Say, okay, hang on, I'm coming. And to be honest with you, to say, okay, hey, I'm coming is okay. Um, in this particular situation, the homeowner had a couple of advantages. <clears throat> um, the one of this, I followed this story when it first came out. One of the things was Camera. that the people yelled Seattle police. This guy doesn't live in Seattle. He lives actually like 17 miles outside the city limits. So okay, the Seattle that's police, a good tip there, yeah. The Seattle police would not be breaking down your door. Yeah. yeah, he was in Auburn, Washington. Right. He also, but they yelled Seattle police. The other advantage is, is he did have some form of outside surveillance camera, whether it be a ring or a blink or whatever the case may be, so he could actually see the individuals at his front door. Which are so affordable. Right. The, the technology is, is, is pennies. I mean, right, it, right. get get a, a doorbell camera. Right. Get one. <laughs> right, and you can... For a number of reasons, but in this particular case, um, using because I I've used them myself, you could pull that right up on your phone and look at the screen and say, "Oh, those guys aren't cops." Yeah, they're not. There's no police cars anywhere. There's no not, anything else like that. So there was some definite clues in this particular case to the advantage of the homeowner that these guys weren't really cops. And then you add to the fact that it happened on a couple of other occasions in the area. That's knowledge that is in the back of your mm -hmm. head as it relates to response. Um, in these situations. Well, hopefully you, you, you're you aware of all those things. Not everybody is. Um, it turns out uh, that they were, uh, I think, Chinese. Uh, and, and so were the other houses that were kicked in. So I think it was probably uh, racially uh, uh, based. Oh. But, but uh, the other thing I thought was kind of amusing, since you saw the videos cut, the way they kept trying to kick that door down. I mean, there's three of these guys trying to kick down this door, and they never got in. They never got through the door. Usually, the police have that battering ram, mm -hmm. um, and, and the doors fly open. Well, yeah, usually... I've yeah. been on a few that know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but usually. You got yeah. the ram? Oh. Well, I've, no, I've, no, I've been in a few that where it was, you hit it with the ram and it just kind of, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back to wrap this up. And then we have uh, so much more, including a Maine senator that's drafting a, a gun bill. You can bet that it'll be an anti-gun bill. Gary Nolan... Gary on guns. 
We'll be back. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Scott Van Kirk and uh, Larry Wayland also. Uh, Larry from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. See how I set him up so he can do that? Yeah, thank you. Uh, he would have done it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, yeah, he, you know, he just, he loves our company. Uh, and so he gets up early and comes in and. Yeah. It's not to promote Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. No. No, no. I just like Just to spend guys. time with us. Yeah. Uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, recently banned Navy veteran Rob Wilson from advertising for his indoor gun range at the local airport. Um, the Goldwater Institute, by the way, is is uh, defending this guy. Banned advertising of a, of an indoor gun range. Rob's uh, yes. He, why would you, why, perfectly reasonable? Why would you Why would you ban that? Because <laughs> guns, trauma, uh, trigger. Uh, safe space. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it, it's he's, it's not the only place. I mean, they're doing this in other uh, in other uh, uh, areas of the country in, in different ways, uh, trying to actually violate the First Amendment uh, to violate the Second Amendment. I guess you know, you know the, one of the one of the catch lines that we always use is that we got the Second Amendment so we can protect the First Amendment and all the other ones. Uh, but in this case, they're, they're wanting to eliminate, yeah, the first two for sure. Uh, by denying Mr. Wilson's request to advertise based on an unreasonable and pretextual application of the advertising policy, the city violated his constitutional right to freedom of speech and due process of law. That's uh, from uh, John Thorpe, staff attorney uh, over at the Goldwater Institute. Moreover, the new policy currently under consideration is unconstitutional, both as applied to Mr. Wilson, as it expressly targets his expression, and on its face as it bans broad, poorly defined categories of speech and discrimination. And apparently one of the things uh, that is of concern is whether or not the advertisement is uh, somehow attractive uh, to minors. Uh, how do you make that distinction, uh, a Any lot. idea, guys? I don't know. Does it have like a cartoon rabbit on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> I got, got Elmer Fudd up there yeah, yeah, and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it either. <laughs> um, but that's you know one of their. There's Taylor Swift advertising it, and maybe something like that. Well, it, no, she <laughs> only she only advertises for our football team. Yeah, that's it. Uh, nobody else. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't even see how these people think this could possibly be legal. Uh, I don't. I, you wonder what's going through their minds. Well, and I don't think that. Well, whatever's going through their minds is getting a little lonely up there. Yeah, I, 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 they don't worry about what's legal and not. You know, they they just want to push their agenda of gun shops or gun ranges can't advertise. So that that forwards their agenda, and you know, worry about the legalities in court. That just it it seems wrong minded, but. I, I try to stay logic based, and oh well, no, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that just kind of ruins the whole well, thing. Well, I mean, we've reached a point in this country where this and so many other things are—it's no longer evaluated from a standpoint of is this legal, is this constitutional. It's evaluated from a standpoint of can we get away with it? Can we get away with it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. That is—that's what they're—they're they're doing. Uh, a senator in Maine is drafting a gun bill. Um, and this is uh, after the, the shooting in Maine. And by the way, that shooting occurred in a gun-free zone. That bowling alley, they said, please. No, leave your, 
Yeah. No, that never happens. Yeah, it was posted in a yeah, posted, yeah, never posted area. where it, Right on the po- door. No, no, yeah. if it says no guns, then it's no guns. Do you understand that? That's well, the law maybe, the rule. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the problem here, Scott, is the guy couldn't read. It's a literacy issue. Oh. Yeah. Perhaps we could... They had a- to put a pistol with a big red circle and a slash through it. He would have known. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's signage. Otherwise, he it's would lit- have, combination he of walked lit- up to that door... <laughs> Saw that sign and went back oh, to his car. Yeah. It's a combination. It's a combination of signage and literacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mental health issues and no, no, no. Signage and literacy. Yeah. Any retailer disarm the any population. retailer that thinks this is somehow going to be a safer business or location because these banned guns is actually so stupid. That they think the bad guy who's coming in there to rob or shoot the place up will see the sign on the door like the good guy and turn around and walk away rejected because he can't get in because he's carrying a gun. Naive at its its least. Sounds sounds completely reasonable to me. Yeah. I mean, it is incredibly stupid. It is. To actually think that. And that's what they must think. Well, it's going to make him safer. The bad guy will walk away. Uh, Clearly, he won't. But in the wake of these uh, uh, murders in Lewiston, Maine, uh, a Democrat, naturally, reversed his uh, long-held position and announced that he now supports a ban on assault weapons. Uh, and that would be Angus King. I, he's, he's, he says he's an independent. He's not. He's really a, a Democrat. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, King says uh, he's opposed. So I don't understand why anybody... How can you write a law banning assault weapons when nobody can define them? Well, just it's give, like saying well, we're no, going to because it gives it gives the legislature more power to control when it's a, it's an undefined term. Well, but, yeah, it's like saying we're going to ban pixie dust. Well, what's pixie dust? I don't know. We'll decide later. Decide that. Yeah, we'll decide that when you're in court. Uh, how many rifles can you think of, Larry, that uh, that you sell or have sold that are semi-automatic but don't look like an AR-15 or an AK-47? Um, hundreds. Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily hundreds of semi-automatic rifles. They function exactly the same way. Yeah, but it's it's all about the optics in the anti-gun world. You know, it, it's it's target the 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 hardware and not the criminal behavior. Because we can't hold people accountable for their actions, we have to um, we have to focus on the hardware that, that they they chose to use to do their criminal act, and by doing that, we can eliminate those from civilians' uh, ownership. That, that's that's their goal is to eliminate civilian ownership of firearms, uh, and have a complete police state where you're completely dependent on the government for your protection, uh, because they do such a great job of it anyway. Um, that then we'll all be safer. When uh, when we have to have complete control yeah, and, and, I, and complete reliance on I was third talking, parties for safety, I was talking about this last week, and uh, it, 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 it's uh, one of the things. The AR-15 is a semi-automatic rifle. That's the one that we can buy, and you squeeze the trigger once, and a round comes out. Uh, and it, it's it's really not any different in in that in that light than the 1911, which has been around for over a hundred years. Yeah, and that wasn't even. Way. Yeah, you squeeze the trigger once, a round comes out. 
there. So what is exactly? Is it just the way it looks? Is it because it carries more rounds? It's because of the Joy Behar misinformation that's out there, and people believe that if you shoot something with an AR-15, it is completely and utterly vaporized. Right. You know that, that they've given it this mythical power, even though. Uh, you know, for the hunting world, it, it's on the very bottom end of, of lethality right. for, right. It, for white, harvesting whitetail. It, yeah, it's I was not, say, it, it's, it's, many states don't even allow it. You know, Missouri does now. They allow any centerfire rifle cartridge, but, you know, uh, ethical and effective, yeah, you know, shot placement is, is critical yeah. because your, your wound channel is not as large as it is with a traditional deer hunting cartridge. So, yeah, it, it's because of the, their, their fear and hatred of, of the armed uh, civilian uh, population. Unbelievable. All right. Brian, let's take a quick break. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll bounce back here to wrap it up uh, with Gary on guns and uh, Larry Wayland from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah. It is Gary on guns. Scott Van Kirk with us. Larry Wayland from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And in Illinois, they, th- th- this is kind of interesting because the the logic that they're using. But apparently the Seventh Circuit has overturned an injunction against an Illinois assault weapons ban. So they they passed this thing, and then somebody uh, came up with an injunction to stop it from being enforced, and the Seventh Circuit overturned it. And their argument was that AR-15s aren't protected firearms. Um, (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) They'll lose this when it goes to a bigger court. Oh, can we get you appointed to the Seventh Circuit? Because somebody with common sense ought to be there. Here's the paragraph that, uh, that they used to defend their decision. And you guys will rightfully tear this apart, I know. Coming directly to the question, whether the weapons and feeding devices covered by the challenged legislation enjoy Second Amendment protection... At the first step of the Bruin analysis, we conclude the answer is no. We come to this conclusion because these assault weapons and high-capacity magazines are much more like machine guns and military-grade weaponry than they are like the many different types of firearms that are used for individual self-defense. Hmm, wasn't part of Bruin in common use? You know, I thought so. Because huh. <laughs> the AR-15 is in pretty common use. And it doesn't differ significantly from the other firearms. It just has a bad uh, bad reputation uh, as driven by the anti-gun and the anti-gun press. Because, but, it's, a, it's, because it's a great weapon. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. own them. Yeah. The, so, it's, it's the most prolific rifle in the United States. Yes. Right. That would which be is, in common use. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is saying something given our generations where had you asked us that 20 years ago, the first thing that would have popped in our head was lever action 94. Yeah. Is the most common rifle in existence. Yeah. yeah. Well, the court goes on to say that because of that, uh, the legislature was entitled to conclude that they can ban these. Indeed, they write, the AR-15 is almost the same gun as the M-16 machine gun. The only meaningful distinction, as we already have noted, is the AR-15 has only semi-automatic capability unless the user takes advantage of some simple modification that essentially make it a fully automatic, while the M16 operates both ways. I had a girlfriend like that once, but that's another story. Uh, but um, both weapons share the same core design, and both relay rely on the same patented operating system. Question. 
While we didn't have uh, semi-automatic and fully automatic rifles uh, when the uh, Second Amendment was drawn up, the military had one grade of weapon, and the civilians had the same grade, grade of, of weapon. weapon. Yeah, yeah. So, so what they're arguing, trying to distinct uh, draw a distinction between the two is is yeah. is wrong. Yeah. So, th would that not be analogous to suggesting that we should that you have don't have freedom of the press? If you're using a computer to generate the print. Right, because you're not... The, the press was the Gutenberg moving-type press right. of, of the day. So, yeah, your Twitter is not protected by free speech. Right? Right. How do, I mean, how do they... Oh. Well, we don't want to limit that one, Gary. We just want to limit the, the gun, gun one. one. Yeah. Well, no, no. You remember the last story we talked about? They, they did want to limit the First Amendment. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, so... Control... You know, it, yeah, control. Government control. That's that's really what they're looking for. There's not even any logic here. We don't need logic, Gary. That's uh, It's an emotional thing. Come on. The similarity between the AR-15 and the M-16 only increases when we take into account how easy it is to modify the AR-15 AR by adding bump stock. What? No. Didn't we? Where, where are we at with that? <laughs> what? Wait, no. This was part of the court d distinction? This is, this is the argument being made here, as the uh, shooter in 2017 Las Vegas event had done, uh, or auto-sear uh, uh, to it, uh, thereby making it, in essence, a fully automatic weapon. What? Sounds like these guys are mag uh, incredible did machinists did also. They, I was going to say, did they consult with Joey Behar? Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the technical issues with this? <laughs> yeah, going to the view for our technical uh, expertise. I mean, they had to twist logic and stretch credulity to the point that it, it, it's, it doesn't even begin to make sense. At every level... They're it's wrong. Not, it's not evaluated as to whether it's legal and constitutional. It's evaluated from the premise, can we get away can with this? Can we get away with this? Yeah. Can we win in court? They just they just keep trying. And you, and you can't win in court if you don't go to court. So what do you do? You keep throwing stuff up yeah. and it keeps going in court. We can't win if we're not in court. Yeah, well, so, I guess that maybe that's yeah. it. So they're gonna keep they're gonna keep at. That's why we can't rest on our laurels. Every time something positive happens, like the Bruin decision. We're like, oh, look at us. Look at that. We did great. We're going to win everything yeah. now. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, so they're just going to stop now. Right. They're just yeah, going to no. give up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not just going to give up. That, that's that's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. It's when we need to double down and continue to support our, our, our organizations that are fighting in court for these things. Go join Gun Owners of America. They are spending tons and tons of Absolutely. money. Absolutely. And membership drives their, and their, their coffers. Yeah. What's the other one? Firearms Policy Firearms Co Policy Coalition. Coalition. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, Green Valley, they voted to no longer make you join? Uh, yeah. So they've expanded their uh, qualifying organizations to include really? uh, Firearms Policy, Policy Coalition and Gun Owners of America. Or the NRA, you can be a member of even any of the three, or all three if you choose to, and still be a member of Green Valley. Um, I did so, not see that. Yeah, that, was, that just happened in October at their wow. last, last meeting. Finally. Yeah, so that's that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Good. Great I place like, to shoot. Yeah. I, like, I like them all. I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not anti-NRA, but uh, I just think Gun Owners of America... Is fighting very, very aggressively for our rights. 
yeah, uh, yeah. more aggressively than, than many of the others. Yeah. Not playing politics. This is the Second Amendment. This is what it means. Any violation, we're going after it. Yes. Um, in fact, I, I had another story I don't think I'm going to have time to get to about uh, Gun Owners of America. Uh, but I've got uh, some callers on the line, and I probably should take them. Uh, and I'll start with Chris. Uh, Chris, good morning. I was enjoying the logic there uh, on the AR-15, M-16. You know, compare that to, you know, if I put a grenade launcher on my 94 Winchester, huh, I've got a rifle that'll launch a grenade, don't I? Yeah, that's sounds... I mean, who's, who's doing that, by the way? But maybe we should ban those, too. And, you know, if you put a, what, a 50 caliber mount on your pickup truck, you've now got a military vehicle. If you add a few brain cells to their argument, you might have a good thought. I mean, can't you change anything to anything if you're that dedicated? You know, I mean, it's not easy to do, but it could be done. I mean, they tracks on your on your pickup truck and have tank in the in the Pacific theater, Australia, New Zealand. They converted bolt action 303 Brits, uh, 303 British rifles, bolt action rifles into semi-automatics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> took, took took a little bit of a machine shop though. Didn't it? They're they're very crude, but I I sure wish I owned one. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Guys. All right, Chris. Thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, as we're uh, running out of time here, I want to make sure we have time to uh, just very quickly uh, zip through some of the firearms. Well, let's go through all of the ones that yes. Larry brought into the so, studio. So um, we brought in uh, a pair of SIG um, 9mm and 380 little auto pistols, the P238, P938 and the 238. Um, we also brought in the Smith & Wesson MNP 5.7 pistol sells brand new at uh, 649 great gun uh, all three of us have one we love them i think it's the uh, the 57 perfected foot 57 should be that's right we brought in the Smith & Wesson model 60 uh, which i think we've already got uh, yeah, that's, a that's... lot of buyer interest in that one I think, <laughs> I think i think during the break scott actually spoke for that one so um, yeah we'll, uh, that we'll tell you about the... that the other one we do uh, brought in uh, another rare gun that we don't see very often is the Kunin 357 Magnum. This is the Model B, um, five and a half inch stainless steel, beautiful 357 Magnum. That's so cool. 1911. Uh, great, great pistol. Um, only one of these, and uh, does come with three magazines. Sells used at 1275. You know, Scott, you really have enough firearms. You don't need that Kunin 357. Are, well, that would be my third firearm because the Model 60 is going to be my second. <laughs> Guys, thanks for being with us. We got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey. I'm coming home.